such a great song to open any show up with. Um, that, of course, is Badlands by Bruce Springsteen. And um, today is a special show. Welcome to Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And if you're just tuning in, today's show is with Guido Harari, who has Wall of Sound in Italy. He'll be calling all the way from Italy. And we're very, very excited to have him with us today. And um, we're going to be talking a lot about the projects that he's been working on and all his iconic work that he's been doing over the years. So with that, what I want to say really quickly is this show will be available on iTunes afterwards and also on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And I know I'm simulcast on quite a few stations, so you can pick that up as well. So with that, what I'd like to do is bring um, Mr. Harari into the studio. Guido, are you there? Hi, Holly. Hey. Hi, Holly. Hello from <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Oh, we're so Thank happy you. you're here. Yeah, this is so cool. Well, thank you for inviting me. Are you kidding? Mr. I have to tell everyone, Guido has been doing nonstop live streams on Facebook and um, on different various networks, and um, I'm just so I'm just so grateful that you're here today. That's what Thank I'm you. really grateful for. Yeah. So talk to me. Tell me um, for everyone out there that doesn't know who Mr. Harari is. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and um, and then let's get into your current projects and what you've been doing. Because I mean, you've done some amazing work. So go for yeah. it. Well, uh, I've had uh, quite an unusual career as a photographer because I started out when I was 17 as a music photographer and journalist in Italy back in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to expand and um, become, uh, you know, a real photographer. I mean, real in the sense that I wanted to shoot everybody, writers, designers, uh, scientists, I mean, any kind of uh, people that I was... Uh, um, fascinated by and uh, I managed to do that particularly in the 90s and I shot lots of album covers in Italy and sometimes also in the States and, um, and, and in England and I did tour photography as well and then uh, about 20 years ago I wanted to concentrate on lo- longer projects you know like books exhibitions oh yeah so that's what I that's what I've done for for long life for a long time, <clears throat> not just <clears throat> books of my photos, but also photo biographies of artists that I have known, and of course working and collaborating with other photographers as well. And that led to Wall of Sound Gallery ten years ago, nine years mm-hmm. ago, uh, which. Uh, I mean, the idea was the original Morrison Hotel Gallery when when it was called Henry's Gallery in, yeah. in New York, mm-hmm. and I thought it was how a cool idea, you know, to have a photographer calling out to you know his colleagues and friends. And in Italy, music photography has always been regarded as uh, you know uh, not something serious, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, in the last twenty years, it's become more and more important because it's not only a visual history of music, it's a visual history of culture, of Mm -hmm. uh, fashion, of uh, anything, really. And uh, so I started 
with uh, Christina, my significant other. I started mm-hmm. going to Wallerstown Gallery in Alba, uh, away from Milan, which is the city where I grew up and worked most of, of my life. And this is in Piedmont in the Lange region, which is uh, the wine area. And the oh, yeah. Area. And um, uh, it seemed like the ideal place, you know, like those art galleries in the south of France. Uh, you're mm-hmm. not in Paris, but it's a beautiful area, lots of tourists, international tourists. And um, so we started the gallery. And, but my idea was, again, uh, to um, use it as a, as a as a platform, you know, as a springboard for yeah. people's projects, which would be museum shows. So we, mm-hmm. for instance, um, uh, re- the restoration of forgotten archives by, by photographers that I loved. Uh, we did a great project with um, the, uh, the the estate of Art Kane, uh, who was uh, uh, an incredible uh, one of my myths when I started out as a photographer, and um, and uh, working with uh, Jonathan, Art Kane's son, and Holly, his wife, we mm-hmm. began restoring the, the, the original transparencies and uh, putting up a show here at the gallery, and then. It became a museum show in two big museums in Italy. Then we started producing books uh, as well as sound, catalogs and limited edition books. As a matter of fact, the last two limited edition books we we produced are one by our mutual friend, Frank Stefanko. Yeah, love Frank. It's a major, major book of 40 years of these photos of Bruce Springsteen. Mm -hmm. And... um, and then we had uh, two years ago a book on uh, the famous Harlem 58 photo by Arcane, the one that uh, features 57 jazz legends uh, oh, yeah. on a sidewalk in Harlem. And it was the 60th anniversary two years ago. So wow. we spoke with every single frame from that shoot. So this mm-hmm. is what we're doing. And I'm still shooting, of course. I'm doing my personal Personal experiments at this point in my life, and um, I'm working on my big first retrospective show, which will not be just about my music photography, which will hopefully open in the summer of the 21. Ooh. And, uh, now I'm busy with this charity project that you mentioned, which is called Photo Action for Turin, the city of Turin. Actually, mm-hmm. Italian, it's Photo Action. Per Torino, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, it's a project where I gathered uh, 107 photographers, Italian and uh, wow. international. They That's have right. donated, a, yeah, they have all donated a, a special image, which is being offered uh, as fine art prints in an open edition, and we've got some incredible stuff because uh, if you talk about the big guys. We've got Douglas Kirkland with one of his Marilyn Monroe shots. We've got Frank Stefanko with an image of Springsteen, Arcane uh, with uh, a very cool fashion uh, photo. We've got Tsukita, the Japanese photographer. Who, oh, wow. Uh, David Bowie. Global. Yeah, Gerd Mankovic, Robert Whittaker, Norman Seif, Danny Clinch, and Eric Miola, of course. Um, Fantastic! An, an incredible cast of Italian photographers. So, this is our last four days 
uh, of the campaign, which ends on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now, and how tomorrow can, we're going to have a six hours live stream. That's what I was going to say. How can people tune into that? Everyone listening, um, where, where, and how would they do? You know, get on so, to that so show. Easy. They, they, they should go to my Facebook page with okay. Harari and uh, tune in at six, and we're going to be live. For six it's hours. Six o'clock. EST uh, time. Hang on, hang on. No, this is six p.m. Italian time, which is uh, on uh, in the states. In, in in on the west coast, it's nine a.m. So it'll start at nine a.m. Okay, cool. Yeah, and, and Eastern time is twelve noon. Yeah, and if you want to go to Facebook, it's spelled G U I. D O and the capital H A R A R I. And then look yeah. for Wall of Sound and you'll see the live stream going on there. And yeah. um that this is so cool. And you know, I know that you're probably pretty burnt out because you've been doing these uh you, you know, you've been keeping yourself busy. I heard from Frank what you've been doing. <laughs> and uh all the all the live streams that you've been doing, so I know that a lot of it has been um, very intense for you. But virus, um, COVID virus, people, correct? You're going to yeah. be doing it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this is, this is a project that um, wants to help uh, two uh, associations in Turin, and uh, one is called the UGI, okay. uh, and it's the Union of Italian Parents. Uh, nice. And then Città della Salute della Scienza, which is uh, um, a, a group of hospitals, in uh, the, the biggest group of hospitals operating in Turin. And uh, <clears throat> it is to create a fund, we are contributing to this fund, um, that will help families that have lost their jobs because of uh, COVID-19. Oh, yeah. Uh, children uh, who are in the um, oncology um, um, division of uh, of the hospital of one hospital in particular mm. who have been hit by the virus, and also creating grants for young doctors because uh, there's a shortage. There's been a, a serious shortage of doctors, nurses, paramedics, and um, so uh, we're giving grants also to to young doctors to be, uh, you know, hired in, in, in the COVID-19 uh, divisions. Absolutely you know, essential. In Italy, it's phase two, and phase two uh, of, of the pandemic is, is even more serious in the sense that there will be yep. problems that will uh, take a, a really long time to, to be solved. And um, so that's why we need now, now that the technology is okay, has been covered with lots of funding, and uh, hospitals have less and less people, you know, with virus. And uh, now it's a time to, 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 to contribute to uh, another kind of problems. No, absolutely. You were um, one of the people I thought about when I heard of it being really so prominent in Italy. It was just yeah. so, I was just like, whoa, you know, that's just, like very very intense and I know that it affected so many people um, yeah. so I want to say we are completely 
what you're going to do. So this is for a really great cause, guys. So tomorrow at 9 a.m. noon EST time, um, you'll be starting um, the live. We'll be he'll be starting the live stream. So you'll be able to yeah. do this, and also will there be an auction as well where they can go and purchase these pictures? Uh, it's not an auction. Uh, all the the, the the fine art prints are open edition. That means okay. that you can buy multiple copies, or you can buy uh, one copy of many different shots. But uh, they're all 100 euros uh, each print. And, okay. Um, oh, and framed uh, even. You, you, nice. You donate and and you and and you and you you will receive the prints that you order. And this is all on on a website called Photo Action Per P E R Torino. T O R I N O. Fantastic. Uh, name. Okay. Well, what I, what I'll do is I'll. Um, yeah, what I'll do is I'll uh, post all that a little bit later so um, people can know exactly where to go if they want to purchase it. I think it's really cool that the pictures come framed. Wow, that's no, really cool. No, they don't cool. come framed. They don't okay. come framed. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. They're just framed. They, say, have a, they have a, 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 they're a, matte a on that. mark and a yeah. certificate. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, you know, I want to talk really quickly um, not only about this fantastic event you're going to be doing. We're going to come back to that. I would like to talk about your most recent book that you put out, The Cave Inside, which were photographs of Kate Bush, and then also Frank Stefanko's Bruce Springsteen, Further on Up the Road, Harlem, 1958. Those are really great projects. Yeah. All right. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we started with uh, the Kate Bush book because I worked for 10 years with, with Kate Bush from uh, 1982 up to 93. So through that period, that incredible period um, that included albums like The Dreaming, Hands of Love, The Sensual World, and Red Shoes and also the film that she made called The Line, the Cross, and the Curve. So I, I shot all her official publicity photos. She used some of these for some record covers. Beautiful. Singles, mostly. And uh, mm-hmm. we shot tons and tons of stuff. And this reportage that uh, I, I, I shot uh, on, the, on the set of the film, um, I stayed there for about a week. And I, and I was given total access. I could shoot all sorts of candid photos, which was, you know, incredible because she, she never toured after a very few concerts in 79. And so there was no touring situation with backstage um, photography or, or anything like performance photography. So, but that reportage uh, got shelved because uh, she basically retired for 12 years after the film. And mm-hmm. um, and then I lost touch with her, and uh, I thought, you know, after 25 years, uh, it could be nice to 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 publish this in, in, a, in a very lavish art book, and uh, that's what I did. And um, so there's 
plenty, plenty of shows, more than 300 photos in that. And, um, and with Frank, uh, I was, you know, with the photographers we represent, we, we, we always uh, do our best to highlight the stories, you know, very oh, relationships yeah. with the artists. So in my book, I told about my relationship with Kate, and I wanted Frank to tell his story of his relationship with, with Bruce through the pictures, but also through anecdotes, you know, and, and all the stories. And he had lots, lots of unseen photos. And um, so he, he went for it, and we, we, we got on very well. We became very dear friends. And, uh, and also Bruce uh, uh, granted Frank uh, one final photo shoot to complete the 40 years retrospective, which was that's really, great. really touching. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's, that's the Bruce, uh, Bruce book by Frank. And then the Harlem book, uh, when I talked to Jonathan Kane, uh, Art Kane's son, about Harlem, because there was an anniversary, and that picture has become an icon, not only in jazz photography, in the oh, history. Yeah photography period and mm-hmm. uh, he said well yeah we could do that and so uh, we scanned uh, the negatives uh, I thought about getting in touch with Quincy Jones um, uh, and Benny Goldson who's one of the two uh, leading musicians from that great photo the other one is Sonny Rollins and, and I asked them to, to write a foreword for the book they wrote incredible, incredible words for, for the book. And then we made a special limited edition, a very small limited edition, signed by both Quincy Jones and Benny Golson and John. Oh, wow. That's and so we promoted cool. this in the States uh, uh, all through the year, all through last year in, uh, in, at the Grammy Museum, at Morrison Hotel, mm-hmm. and uh, in Chicago, and Brooklyn, Holland. It was fantastic, fantastic. Wow, that's really cool. Now, where can they purchase these books? Where can they get them on? Well, Is it- all these books are available both through our website, which is uh, wallofsoundgallery.com. They're also available on Amazon. Okay. And they should be available also uh, at Morrison Hotel Galleries. Okay. And uh, Snap Galleries in London. I mean, you know, Backstreets and Badlands did a lot, a lot for for Frank's book. So you may still try. I mean, if you don't get through our website, you may still try through Backstreets and Badlands um, for uh, Frank's book. Mm-hmm. We and know. they're all still available. We have still copies of the three of them. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Cause then they the only, the only sold out uh, the, the edition is the deluxe edition of Frank's book. But we still have collector copies, which are signed, but they're not boxed in a special box set, and they don't have uh, the original print that was with a deluxe. That's fantastic, though. You know, besides the books, You've got such an iconic background in the people that you have worked with. Um, one picture that I really love is the picture of you and Joni Mitchell that you have <laughs> up. I love Joni. Now, I know Joni Mitchell, too, and uh, that's such a great picture. I can just see the two of you are uh, very, very good friends. 
Yeah. And, well, um, I have. I met Joni in, in in 1983 during her last European tour, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, and for some reason, you know, we we got along so well. We were talking about photography. She was getting back into photography, mm-hmm. not only with her paintings. And, and an artist, uh, yeah. Yeah, she's actually she she started as a painter, and in order to, yep. to buy the paint and the canvas and the brushes, she started performing in coffee houses. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's real talent, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, and so we we met many many times in '91. I was uh, uh, I did a a whole day shooting her at her house in Bel Air, in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. um, for the Italian press. And then uh, I was in London when she opened a, uh, an exhibition of her paintings. And we, we started also discussing an idea for, for, a, for a show of her paintings in, in Italy, but that never happened. I mean, we had a very ambitious idea, which was to create different rooms um, uh, showcasing the evolution of her paintings, but having also the evolution of the music, because what she said was, but when she started playing folk music, she would draw with uh, felt markers. And then when she started incorporating rock into folk, she started painting with oil. And uh, mm-hmm. then when she started, uh, you know, doing jazz, uh, playing with jazz musicians, she went abstract uh, using acrylics. And, and then she went back and then she explored photography again. So this was really interesting. This would make, an incredible concept, you know, what was expressed in the music that was left out of the music and got expressed in the visuals mm-hmm. and, and back, you know. This is no, absolutely. Nobody did that. No, no one, no one has done that. And I know that she has a lot of her own paintings and she's very proud of them. And in one of her songs from the album Blue, which is one of my favorites, she has a she has one lyric in there. She says, "I'm a lonely painter. I live in a box of paint." Yeah. Um. You know that, like, is such a a, a heavy, a heavy thing. You know, for her yeah. to write. But yeah. yeah, she's definitely an artist. I mean, definitely art is really important for her. Now, besides just your relationship with her and. And you know the over the years of phot- photography and and knowing her stuff, I know that you've worked with a lot of other people. Like uh, uh, you worked with Lou Reed. You also did um, a special show. I want to get into your Italian work in a minute, but um, I know that you worked with Lou Reed, and I know that you did a special show with. Uh, I think it was in Norway on um, yeah on uh, David Bowie, right? Yeah, no, it was a, a show at the Rockheim Museum in uh, in, in Trondheim in Norway. Okay, uh, right but in it Tokyo. Was, uh, it was called Wall of Sound, like my mm-hmm. like my gallery. But mm-hmm. um, Wall of Sound became kind of a format, you know. Uh, the 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 name of the show is the same, but if it moves from one museum to another, it changes. You know, the pictures mm-hmm. change. Yeah. So. It, it 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 was um, um, it was showcased also two years ago in in Italy in Perugia, and then the the, the image that promoted the show was a was a Bowie portrait. 
Okay. That's All right. right. And and so maybe that's that's got you know got you confused a little bit, but uh, it's the same show. Yeah, same show by the same name. Fantastic though that you've been able to take things, you know, from there and then also do things here in America. Um, yeah. Let's talk more about the people that you shot here in, well, here in America, meaning in the USA. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. And then I want to get into Italy because I know that you have worked with Andre Bocelli and um, a yeah. lot of very amazing people, even the La Scala Philharmonica orchestra. So, I mean, I want to talk about that too, but tell me about your Lou Reed years and uh, working with uh, Bob Dylan and, you know, the other people Frank that you've worked with. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, there, there have been incredible tours by these artists in Italy and uh, especially in the 70s. Maybe people in America will not understand that there was a, a special time in the mid-70s when there were um, demonstrations at the oh, concerts, yeah. you know, and stages uh, were put on fire. And, uh, it was oh, a really wow. incredible time. And and that, <laughs> um, I, was, I was following all these tours and so uh the connection became very strong because after you you've um, escaped the fire on stage and you go back to the cell <laughs> you will never forget who you're who you're with you know and uh, i remember being with Carlos Santana during the concert <laughs> in Milan and they were there were people throwing all sorts of stuff on stage and we all you know no, he lives right near me. Good second, you know. And, and he lives right near me. Carlos does. Sorry. Carlos Santana lives right near me, but so tell me, tell me about. Yeah, that's funny. He lives in the west, in the west, on the west coast most of the time. But that's funny. Yeah. People were throwing things on the stage. Oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. because uh, you know the, the political climate of those years, which led to the, the you know mm-hmm. the, the the years where terrorism was was a serious issue. You know, mm-hmm. and people were killed, um, and uh, uh, it, it it bounced. You know, concerts were were taken as a, as a, as a good uh, you know concerts would give visibility to to these people. Mm-hmm. Because there were many, many people attending, you know, and uh, so it, it only lasted a couple of years, and then we had no concerts in in, in Italy for for maybe five years, no major. Wow! Concerts. So we had to go to Paris, we had to go to London or Switzerland, mm-hmm. and uh, and some of these artists remembered us, you know, because wow, the riots! I remember you. Uh. <laughs> And I started working with some of these artists in England and in the States. And Lou was one of them, who, uh-huh. one of the few that were really affected by that. And uh, and then we became friends um, very much in the last uh, 20, 25 years uh, wow. because of his interest in photography. And also, he was a legend, but I never made him feel I was a fan. Uh, I uh, he hated people, you know, reminding him of Velvet Underground and Andy Warhol, 
He wanted mm-hmm. to be on the next sound, on the next photo, on, uh, on, on, on the future. And so I went for that. You know, I was leaving Lou Reed as he was in that particular moment. And I think he appreciated that. And he had this small group of very co- close friends in Italy that would he would summon, you know, <laughs> every... Oh, yeah. And we would travel with him. And uh, and we would travel also to, to New York. And Lori, Lori Anderson, his wife, mm-hmm. was, was also a good friend of mine before they married. And so when they married, it was a very special moment. And uh, I wanted to take a portrait of that, like a family portrait. And uh, that photo is, is actually one photo from that shoot is in this charity project. And, oh, wow. Uh, and it's a photo that Rolling Stone uh, published when when Lou passed away, and Laurie wrote a beautiful letter. And um, and Frank Zappa was a hero in Italy. He was a hero in Europe. Everybody thought he was a communist. Oh, well, Frank, <laughs> because yeah. he was criticizing America, you know. But he was mm-hmm. more American than any American, really. And um, and we loved him. And uh, in '82, uh, I I flew to Los Angeles because there were some crazy journalists at Vogue in Italy, <clears throat> at, the, at the men's Vogue, big fans of Zappa. So we crazy thought, journalists. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they, you know, it was the year that Armani and uh, the big fashion design, Italian fashion designers got really famous, you know, all over the world. I mean, Armani was on the cover of Time. So I, we thought, well, in 1982, with our money on the cover of Time, we should have Frank Zappa on the cover of Italian Vogue. <laughs> so, through Colombia, we called Frank, and, uh, and he agreed. He loved that, and I wanted him to to be dressed like a serious composer, who he thought he was. You know, he deserved respect. But no symphonic orchestra had ever played his uh, his uh, compositions. So I spent three days in Laurel Canyon at his house in Laurel Canyon, and mm-hmm. uh, we did a very long interview. And uh, and then we, I set up my my strobes, and I said, "Okay, now get out your your um, uh, your serious outfit, you know, like a black suit." <laughs> and he had actually he happened to have an Armani suit in his wardrobe. And so it was, you know, he posed at the piano with all this uh, orchestral parts uh, and uh, very serious. And he loved that shot. And uh, I was very proud of, you know, photographing him. Oh, that's it's a different, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, thanks to Bill Graham, um, also in the 80s, I, I, I was hired by him as, as official tour photographer for a, new, a European tour by Bob Dylan with Santana. And, uh, oh, wow. And, and I never got to take a portrait of Bob Dylan uh, because, of course, every know, everybody knows it's not easy. It's mission Impossible, number one. But, um, but I got to take um, some backstage shots and lots of very unusual uh, concert photos from very unusual angles and uh, and he made a a record after the the tour called real life and and he used my photos for the cover so that was that was 
very nice of him. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? Yeah. And there's wow. others that I love that I grew up with, you know, with their music and, and their songs, like Leonard Cohen, um, Tom Waits, and Patti Smith, um, who I, you know, had a possibility, you know, various, various opportunities to, to photograph. B.B. King, mm-hmm. Peter Gabriel. Um, wow. You know, with your stories that you've, talk about all the different people and how passionate you are um, excluding um, your Italian years which we're going to talk about I want to know from you uh, if you want to share any of your photographic memories with working with anyone in particular that it was a funny story or something that you want to share with our listeners mm-hmm. who did you yeah, who did yeah, tell us about one. <laughs> a, f- a funny story? Yeah, tell us about a story about when you were shooting somebody or something that stuck out in your memory, a moment yeah. that really was... Well, for instance, uh, for instance um, Tom Waits um, mm-hmm. is a very interesting character. I had the chance him. To, to photograph him uh, a couple of times and... Um, um, and the, the the funny thing was that um, the record company had arranged five minutes shoots with him for for three different photographers, and they thought it would be uh, more cool to give me the three five minutes slots, you know, to to, to take maybe a more distant picture, you know, which was mm-hmm. you know, I really appreciated that. I was sorry for my colleagues, but <laughs> I really appreciated that. And we were in Paris, and he was doing interviews and photo shoots and stuff. And the funny story is that uh, I had already uh, taken my, my, my photos, and uh, and I was hanging out with a French photographer uh, who was a good friend, and we were talking. At some point, it was his turn, his five minutes. And he said, well, come, come with me. Well, we can talk while I set up. So I went with him. I followed him in this courtyard. He had put a big piece of cloth material uh, as a backdrop, you know, pinned this to the wall. And I had an assistant who was holding battery-charged flashes, and he was shooting 35 mil with film. So uh, after 36 exposures, he had to uh, rewind the, the, the film and reload the camera, which... His assistant wouldn't do because he was busy hand, hand, holding the, the flashes. Well, in a matter of seconds, Waits got so restless that he pulled the, the backdrop from the wall <laughs> and he started making like a tape, you know. And uh, I understood what was going on and I started shooting because I knew my photographer friend would not be able to, to capture this. And the minute Tom Waits heard the camera click. He started playing with me, you know, like, okay, now all this will not get wasted, you know. And he started running in the courtyard, you know, back and forth, and I was <laughs> running with him, shooting at the same time. I was, I had three cameras on me uh, with new rolls of film, and I shot like crazy, and then I stopped and waited for him to come, you know. 
I'm in front of me, and uh, so that I could shoot a, a, like a, uh, uh, a a headshot, you know. A portrait, and, yeah. Uh, that's one of the that's one of my favorite shots because it all happened in in, in a split second just by by coincidence. You know? Oh, that's and, uh, funny. He was such a child. And then the same thing happened three year, uh, seven years later in America. No way. Rosa. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is funny. Tom well, it Wade. talks a lot about how you have to be ready to improvise, you know, mm-hmm. to feel the moment and uh, not stick preconceived ideas of how you want to photograph somebody. You know, but there will always, well, almost always be something more interesting happen, uh, more interesting than what you figured, you know, you would get. Yeah, but- yeah, but you go there not exactly knowing exactly what you want to do. And then when you get there, it's kind of like a, you have to be there a moment, right, when you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what about Paul McCartney? What about shooting Paul? What was that like? Well, we didn't do I didn't do portraits. Uh, I was uh, hired uh, on a couple of nights as to a photographer. Uh, he was he was hiring a photographer, a different photographer in every city, and a local photographer. So when he came to Italy in '89, uh, they, the promoter hired me to to do the photos, and uh, he ended up using a couple of pictures, which made me very happy and proud. And uh, it was joy to 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 work uh, with him, if only you know, in in a concert situation. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I can imagine working with Paul McCartney would be so different. Um, yeah. What about Simple Minds? When you shot shot Simple Minds. Simple Minds, uh, I met were, when they were at the height of their success in in '85. Mm-hmm. They had that uh, um, that great hit. Uh, the Once Upon a Time album out. Uh, they had played mm-hmm. live. They, they were really huge. And um, we met, and Jim Kerr, the singer, loved the photos that we had taken. And he, and he called me on tour. And I ended up on uh, on a tour that touched uh, very few European countries and then went to Brazil. And then I went in Ireland uh, and Scotland. And we shot it in all kinds of situations. And uh, we took great location shots that ended up uh, on uh, on a couple of albums. One was called Street Fighting Years, which is, I think, currently reissued in a special edition. And uh, for a double live album called Live in the City of Lights, there was plenty of plenty of different portraits. Uh, very, some of them are really really interesting. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that would be different. I mean, going on tour yeah. with them was so different, too, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so did you go on tour with very many people? Because it sounds like you, they really loved having you with them. Who else did you go on tour with? Who did I go on tour with? Yeah. Who else did you go on tour with? Well, I went on tour with um, Santana a lot, Duran Duran, Dice Straits. Really, the the, the 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 musicians that we we mentioned already, Frank Zappa, Reed, 
and um, Duran Duran for for many years. Really? Yeah. He was yeah he was very successful in Italy, you know, at the time of Bitter Fruit and Sun uh-huh. City. So he was very often in Italy, and I would you know follow him, you know, and just hang out, and it was very funny, very great time we had. Oh, I bet. And, uh, yeah, and then as I said, Dylan and um, Tina Turner. Really? Um, yeah. Ooh, that must have been fun. Yeah. Turn with yeah. Tina. <laughs> wow, what was she like to photograph? She was fantastic. She was a dream. You know, she She's knew amazing. she knew how to give the best. You know, even in under under, under pressure in a few minutes. You know, maybe on an improvised photo set in a hotel, but she would give you plenty of energy and uh, and really positive energy. She was amazing. As you know, her on stage, she was the same uh, off stage. She was always really? smiling. She would always say. Uh, I always say yes because I know that this will make people happy. But I know how to say no, like I say yes, with a smile, and people will accept it. She was fantastic. She was fantastic. Wow. Well, yeah, I have a lot of respect for her with everything, her story, and yeah. how she's so amazingly resilient yeah. and such a great performer. And you mentioned Duran Duran. Uh, um, did yeah. you tour during their? Um, what years did you uh, go and tour um, with them? This was uh, in, in an Italian tour in 1988. Oh wow! Uh, they were okay. still very successful, but not like in earlier. Um, yeah. But it was interesting to, to travel with them and find out what their interests were, mm-hmm. and uh, I found out that. Nick Rhodes was a huge fan of Jean Cocteau. I was a fan of Jean Cocteau as well. So uh, we talked a lot about how he, he he had managed to buy things, you know, letters and artworks. Uh, oh wow! Um, and and John Taylor was was also a, a, a big art fan. And so we we went to visit the Sistine Chapel together. When we were, oh, how uh, beautiful! It, it was very interesting to to find out that uh, you know it was not just about you know sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or uh, in, in oh, any yeah. order, but it was more than that, you know. Yeah, you got to know them on a personal level, which is really unusual. Yeah. So for that, it's like you have those relationships with people. So yeah. you know that leads me into your Italian. Uh, collaboration that you've done. I mean, you've worked with Andre Bocelli, which I dearly mm-hmm. love. Um, yeah. And Luciana Pavarotti, and um, I mean, some of the greatest of the greatest. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about how that's affected your life and how you brought that about and um, the different Italian people that you have worked with, the great Italian stars. Yeah. Well, first of all, I got associated uh, uh, a lot with um, an Italian singer-songwriter that, I don't know if people in America know much about, called Fabrizio D'Andre. Yeah. For for one, is is a huge fan of uh, Fabrizio. Mm -hmm. Jackson Brown is a fan. Actually, there was a time 
Fabrizio passed away about 20 years ago. There was a time when um, uh, Dory, Fabrizio's wife, wanted to put up a tribute concert um, uh, to Fabrizio, and we got Hal Wilner to consider that possibility, and he flew to Milan to discuss this, and then it was too complicated, and um, the, the, the project never happened. So I, I worked with Fabrizio for 20 years, and uh, I did four books on him. I curated an exhibition, uh, a major multimedia exhibition on him, uh, which was very successful. Uh, so I was more into rock bands. You know, in America, for instance, you, you, you know uh-huh. very well a band called PFM. PFM uh-huh. was very successful in the 70s, and they have toured extensively, and they played in Los Angeles a lot. And um, so I worked with them and uh, other bands, and singer-songwriters, of course, who were very, very popular here. But then I had this opportunity to work for La Scala uh, and travel with uh, Riccardo Muti and the Philharmonic Orchestra. Wow. And, um, and shoot, shoot reportage, reportage, performance, portraits for uh, three years, I think. And this was very interesting because, I mean, Riccardo Muti is a rock star very much like Keith Richards. <laughs> Only, oh, yeah. Uh, with different habits, maybe. <laughs> Or maybe the same, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, he's a star. He's a, he's a star. And, um, and it was very interesting because it was funny to hear this all this, this huge orchestras, you know, maybe like 60 or 100 people doing uh-huh. rehearsal at some point playing maybe a rock song, you know. Uh, maybe they were rehearsing an opera. Oh, that's funny. You know, they were tuning, they would you know, maybe play the Who for for like a minute, and it was incredible, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Because the, the you know the opera, the symphonic world is not. It's very classic, you know, very very uh, not open to to other music genres. Uh, and uh, I think the only other musician who is not classical musician, but is a classical musician in a way. Uh, who performed at La Scala was Keith Jarrett. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, Absolutely. Uh, but it was a very interesting experience to, to work in that field. And Pamarotti I met a couple of times, and uh, he didn't like be, having his picture taken. Maybe it was a period, you know, a certain time in his life where his health was not, you know, uh, particularly good, and uh, so he was almost resentful of the camera and um but he was he was incredible, incredible I talent. yeah and Bocelli was a when i met him uh, was 20 years ago i shot an album cover for him was very uh quiet um he, he didn't talk much uh, i shot him at this house and then in a big church uh, but um, we didn't have much conversation. He's it, it, become more more relaxed through the years, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen him in a long time. Oh yeah, no, I can imagine. I remember when he came on the scene, and it was just like this new voice that yeah. just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah that's, that's intense. There is a, 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 you know, in the 60s, there was a, a pop singer that was very famous in Italy called Caterina Caselli. This one mm-hmm. saying much to American audience, but uh, she was very successful, but um, she, at some point, she stopped uh, and and became a, a record producer. She had her own label, and she started discovering one talent after the other. She was an incredible talent scout, and uh, and one of the artists that she discovered was Andrea Bocelli. Oh, wow. And, uh, so uh, he virtually came out of nowhere. No, I can imagine that. Star. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's like, wow. I was wondering where he just came out of nowhere. It was, it was, it was like he came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, it was like this incredible voice. Yeah. That that was singing, um, especially when I would go to Vegas, we would hear, you know, him at the Bellagio. Oh my gosh. But you know, I want to tell you, um, I'm very much into classical music. I love rock and roll straight across the board. I do. And some of my favorite music is prog rock. Um, but I'm really into classical music just because I've been, I was a ballerina. I took ballet ever since I was five. And I mean, I'm still really very much into um, ballet, and yeah. um, you know, classical music to me is is and and also opera is, is huge. And one of the opera singers that I really love is Maria Callas. Um, sure. I mean, what a voice, you know, and Madame yeah. Butterfly, and you know, all that. What um, yeah. what kind of Music do you listen to yourself? Um, just you probably are very eclectic like myself. You listen to rock and roll, but you also listen to. Uh, you tell me what what are you listening to yeah. right now? Well, right now uh, I listen mostly these days when I have time to do that and to enjoy. Uh, I listen to old stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, um, not because I'm nostalgic, but because I think some artists are unique and nobody will ever beat them. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? uh, so I always enjoy Marvin Gaye, Aretha. Oh, me too. Sly Stone. And, um, oh, yeah. And do up groups, uh, uh, vocal groups. Uh, I like that, that music uh, that, that has a lot of Innocence on one hand, but also uh, it, it, it makes it incredible, incredible craft, yeah, craft and passion. You know, it's not overproduced, then, right? It's yeah. not overproduced like a lot of the music today. Uh, yeah, I love classic rock. Uh, yeah. I love Jackson Brown very much. You know, and C- yeah. CSNY. I know you worked with yeah. David Crosby. Um, as well um, in the past, and I know David's yeah. wife Patricia or Pat. Yeah. Did you ever meet his uh, his wife? And they're just wonderful people, David. Yeah. Um, I remember going. It's really funny. This is a really funny story for me. It's like one night I got a call. Um, 
he's going to do a small little get-together at um, the Whiskey on, on the Strip. And I go, okay. So I show up, and there's David on stage playing, and um, he's got, you know, uh, um, Stephen showed up to play with him, and uh, Jackson was there to play with him. I mean, it's just all these people just jamming in one place. And they were yeah. all playing the the classic music, like, you know, the old yeah. CSNY and, um, yeah. you know, all that. So I get what you're saying, you know. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, but uh, also, well, you meant, it's funny you mentioned Crosby because um, he was, you know, I loved his music since The Birds. And then, of course, oh, yeah. I mean, Moved on to 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 Crosby to CSN and CSNY and then he had mm-hmm. his solo album. If I could only remember my name, that was believe it or not, it was one of the huge albums uh, of our generation in Italy for many reasons: the concept, the content, and and the music, and the fact that so many musicians you know were all packed together in one album Jerry Garcia and then Jefferson Airplane and uh Joni and uh so but, but there was a time in at the end of the 80s when when Crosby uh got clean again you know and uh, mm-hmm. could health again and he came to promote his second album called Oh Yes I Can mm-hmm. and, uh, in Italy and uh, I was I went nuts, you know. I I, I asked my the, the magazine that I was working with to arrange an interview and a photo shoot because that was you know one of the top things that I one one of my dreams. And Aww. I was granted uh, the interview and, uh, and 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 the photo shoot, which was a, a very quick affair. But I wanted uh, to to take uh, this portrait of his eyes, you know, his face. And um, the, the light that was coming mm-hmm. out of his face, and uh, so I took this portrait, did an interview, and I had all the albums and singles he had ever produced with me. Oh wow! And I had the nerve to ask him to sign them all. Oh my gosh! You're so and cute. Said, Do you want me to sign them all? I said yes. Are you going to sign oh. them? All? And I said no, because you're going to have to sign them and write to Guido. On everyone, <laughs> I said no, and so I said. Then I bargained, and I said, "Okay, you're gonna sign me one album and one single of the birds. You're gonna see, say, sign one album and one single of CSN, and and, and all the way down." So he said, always looking at me very suspiciously. Then I sent him the contact sheets, and he oh. called me and he said, "This is the definitive Crosby photo." Next. Oh wow! <laughs> so we went on for like three years, and uh, then he used that photo for the cover of his third solo album called Thousand Roads. Yep. Well, that photo was uh, the connection, you know, kept the connection between me and Crosby. And a couple of years ago, um, Sky TV here in Italy shot a documentary on me and my photography. And and Crosby was touring Italy, and so he agreed to do an interview. Oh, and how we, cool! He told the story of that photo. So, how funny you mentioned him. <laughs> it's so great because he's such a great person. Um, yeah. 
you know, he and he's been through, he's been through it. And uh, I know a lot of people that, you know, worked yeah. with him and stuff and they all have stories, but he is so special. He's really yeah. a special person. And um, you know, I have a lot of respect for him. I wanted to let everyone know that if you're tuning in, um, we have uh, Guido Harari on with uh, Wall of Sound, and we are talking about his work. Um, He's calling all the way from Italy, and um, we are talking about his work, and also we are talking about this week, starting tomorrow at 9 a.m., EST time and 12 noon EST time, there will be a live stream on Facebook that will be a, um, a is it 107 photographers again? Yeah, it's, a, it's 107 Italian and international photographers who have donated a, a, an image that's being offered as a fine art print in open edition to contribute to uh, a COVID-19 fund in, in Turin, Italy. And That's beautiful. Uh, we're going to do, tomorrow we're going to do a six hours live stream with as many photographers as we can have connected. Uh, so it's going to be a hell of a show. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, midnight there right now, my dear. It's midnight, yeah, three o'clock not, here. It's not and... angel's time. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's 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 the witching hour. Um, yeah, yeah, That's no, even better. So, no, and you know, I mean, I could talk to you forever. You and I both could, and I want to invite you back. Um, come back on the air. We can continue talking, but I know that you have this event tomorrow, and I really know that yeah. you've been you're talked out and you're you know, yeah. from today. So I want to tell you that I'm extremely grateful that you gave me an hour of your time today and spent my afternoon with me and also um, your evening and into uh, Wednesday. Is it when? when no, yeah. Thursday. Thursday. Into Thursday there. And yeah. uh, I really think it's really important for everyone to know, please Check this uh, event out tomorrow. I think it's really important. You'll find a lot of intention that's behind it, and I think that also it has a. There's going to be a lot of un, just unbelievable talent and things that you're going to want to see and possibly purchase for yourself or a friend or a loved one, and uh, you. Um, Guido, that I want to thank you so much for being here today, and I want to thank thank you, Christina, for letting you uh, use her phone (laughs) to get this off. I wanted to, I wanted to thank Christina for letting you use, for letting her, her letting you use her phone to hook this up. (laughs) You know. We made Great. it. We made oh, it. no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I talked to Frank earlier, and I told him, you know, um, I was getting ready all jazzed, getting ready for the interview, and he was like, oh, it's going to be so much fun. So yeah. I want to thank you again so much for being here today. And I want to invite you back. 
I want I want Thank to have you, you back. Yeah. yeah. With, with much pleasure. Thank you. And I then, hope you have more adventures to tell you. Oh my God. <laughs> and share totally. and share with your listeners. Oh yeah, I know. And um I wanna definitely check out the event tomorrow. And again, if you would like, um this show will be available afterwards immediately on iTunes and also yeah. on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. It'll be a featured show, and also, um, if you want to check out Guido's work, go to um, Facebook and tomorrow, and also even now, it's G U I D O H A R A R I, and Wall of Sound, and then tomorrow, and then also the websites that we've given out, and um, they're fantastic books you can purchase, and. Uh, Gosh, I'm exhausted too. <laughs> but no, but we're ending well, the show. We're going to end the show with we'll one. Uh, yeah, no. And come here, and we'll raise a glass of. Wine. Are you kidding me? I'd love to come. I I can't wait to come over there and visit. That's great. And then what? You guys have to come to Sonoma when all of this craziness in the world is over. Um, I know you guys will love it here. Um, yeah. I wanted to say we're closing the show with a song you chose, Lou Reed's Rock and Roll. So um, why did you choose that song before I play it? Say it again? Why did you choose that song before we play it? Because the the ultimate energetic song that sums up what rock and roll is about to me. Okay, I'm if sorry, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get the live that, version because it was six minutes long, but I did get the official version for you, all right. that's okay. It's a, it's a little bit more conservative, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to let it all hang out. So for everyone yeah. listening, you know, going into the weekend, um, uh, I will be on the air again on Friday. Um, and I wanted to let everyone know that, you know, going into the weekend, if you don't catch Friday's show, um, you know, be safe, don't drink and drive, and, uh, you know, just, you know, be be safe wherever you are. And also, this is so important. Check out tomorrow's show that's going to go. How many days is it going to go on for, Guido? Um, you mean the charity? Yes. Or the show? The show, the live stream. Well, the, the live stream will go on for six hours tomorrow. Six hours, okay. And, and then we're going to have more live streams, but uh, shorter live streams during the weekend okay. up until the end of, uh, of, uh, of the sale. And, um, and it's called Photo Action Per Torino, P-E-R-T-O-R-I-N-O. But if you, if you digit Photo Action for... It will come out. Photo action. Am I good? I did it. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) Okay, with that, have a good night. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this song. And for our listeners out there, have a great afternoon, what's left of it. And I hope that you're staying safe. And, uh, uh, you know, I always tell everyone, go outside, go out to your garden, because your garden is not under quarantine. So here you guys go. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much, and I'll catch everyone Friday. And thank you so much, Guido.
Here you go, Thank John. you, Holly. And, You're uh, welcome. Thanks, everybody. Here you go. Our John And he said when she's just five years old, you know there's nothing happening at all. Every time she puts on the radio, nobody's doing it at all. One fine morning puts on a New York station, can't believe what she heard at all. She started dancing to that fine, fine music, her life is saved by rock and roll. Find your reputation to dance to a rock and roll station. Don't you notice? It's all right. It's all right. Don't you know that? 